0: Welcome to Voices, an FBC podcast. I want to welcome everyone to what we're calling Voices. And this has been something that has been uh, rolling around in my mind of how do we connect with different people in the church and and hear some of their thoughts, what they're processing, what God's doing in them. And uh, this was pre-COVID that we were trying to figure out how to do this. And then early on when COVID hit and we came home, uh, John and I were talking and John said, hey, we should sit with Pastor Girton. We should hear some of his thoughts and how he's processing what he's seeing through this. And uh, and so we finally got this lined up and we're, we're making this work. Um, you may be asking what Voices is. We don't really know. Uh, as we were just talking before we came on here is that this could be the first and only episode.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it's going to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the high expectations we have, um, and so uh, we want to. We're going to talk. I'm um, going to ask Pastor some questions and get his thoughts. And again, like I said, feel free to put some some questions or comments on the side there. And uh, hey, Walter and Pam, join. Pam is joining. Your wife. <laughs> that's, that's good of her. Yeah. So, so Pastor, I want to say welcome and thank you for trusting me. Uh, because pastor has no idea really the full extent of the questions that may be coming at him and he said yes not knowing that so so thank you for being here
1: well thank you for having me and i consider it a privilege to have a few moments to share with you as well and whoever is watching and uh, i just would like to say too that uh Personally, I feel that you and the staff have been doing a very commendable job at the church through a very difficult time, and I can't tell you um, the number of times that I expressed this to you in one way or another several weeks ago, but I kind of feel a little bit like Mordecai saying to you, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, God has raised, who knows, but God has raised you up for such a time as this, you know, and as he told Esther, and I, I was thinking in the beginning when you were doing all this stuff online and stuff, I thought, man, that would be over my head, but I'm learning, I'm learning.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it, you know, the it is remarkable how God aligns, and and even we as staff were talking about how you, Pastor, had created such a culture within the church of people serving one another and connecting with one another, that that was just a natural overflow. Uh, You know, we've had to figure out the tech side and thankfully John has had a lot of this in work, you know, as we've gone, but we've, we've learned how to do it. But really this is built on uh, foundations that you and Pam and so many others have put forth, but I appreciate the words that you um, just shared there and uh, it is a great leadership challenge and uh, one of the the great ones um, of our time. And, uh, you know, a leader has once said that, um, you know, leaders face crises at least once a decade. You know, so every 10 years, there's some sort of crisis. And, and I'm sure you could go back, Pastor, and, and think of crises that you've led through um, as, you know, whether it's 9-11 or, or other things previous to that. Um, so thank you for your leadership. So so first question is that you say people may not know who you are. People know who you are. Uh, they know you and Pam. Um, But you are Founding Pastor Emeritus Richard Girton. And so the first question is, is how cramped does your hand get every time you sign, you know, that full title, Founding Pastor Emeritus Richard Girton? I'll tell you how many times I've signed it. Zero. (laughs) (laughs) The adoring fans are not asking for autographs.
1: No, they're not asking. Nobody's asking for autographs.
0: (laughs) Uh, Have you ever signed an autograph? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think I ever have either. Uh, uh, do you have any autographs? Have you ever gotten an autograph from someone or had something signed?
1: Uh, I don't think so. No? I, think so.
0: Uh, uh, I was thinking through that. Sometimes you go to people's houses. I have a friend who his basement just has autographed footballs and basketballs and pictures. And uh, that's, uh, it's just a neat thing to look at, but I don't have those things. Um, so nor do you as it, it comes to there. So. So, we've been at home and we've been stuck at home, and uh, I know you've been encouraged to stay home uh, by, by family <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> as they care for you. Uh, what, have you been up to? Huh? what have you been up to? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Yep.
1: Well, I've been up to what the same thing inmates are up to in prison you know, you're just upset and you're not allowed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have one person who watches all the time, you know, whether we've left the house or whatever. But um, what have we been up to? Well, you know, what I've been enjoying really doing is I've been spending more time in God's word. And, you know, when you're in the ministry, you study sometimes because you have to study. I mean, you always have to crank out the next Bible study, the next lesson, whatever it's going to be. And this is, this is something that I'm at a stage in life that I'm enjoying something I did before I went into ministry, and I can just read and study and look at things, and i uh, really been enjoying going through the uh, Minor Prophets. Hmm. Because if I had to identify something that I might have been weak in scripturally, it might have been the Minor Prophets, and uh, I know it would be. And uh, to be able to read those, and last week I— I read several study Bibles and read all the footnotes on, you know, Zeph and I and had the time to do all that. And so that's been taking a lot of, a lot of my time. Hmm. When the weather's good, I might go out and ride my bike and I try to walk, but there hasn't been a lot of that lately.
0: Well, hopefully with the weather warming up that you can get outside a little bit more and ride and walk. Yeah. So as you've been studying the minor prophets, what are some things that you are discovering through your study now that maybe is causing those aha moments or, Oh, I didn't see that uh, because I think the word comes alive more and more. We study it. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I, I don't know if there's aha moments, you know, just realizing where these uh, prophets fit in and um, Israel's lack of response to what God's wooing. And I always knew that, but to see how, what they had to say to them and how God, constantly wanted to call them to to purify them you know to to get rid of all the things that they had contaminated their lives with and to be be that pure holy people that God wanted them to be and the other thing is how patient God is because this is hundreds of years you know that he he was patient and that phrase I think it was in Habakkuk last week you know the Lord is slow to anger and uh Something like that, you know, that it's said in there and uh, how, wow, he is, how patient he is with all of us. You know, so that's that's one of the things, you know, and then that constant because you can read them and think it's it's um, condemnation, condemnation, you know. But there's always hope. There's always hope Mm -hmm. and uh, that look, just repent, follow me, you know. I will help you. So he's a God of hope.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I love how this past weekend, Joanna was was taking that that picture of discipline, that picture of punishment, but wrapping it in love. And that's really what you're describing there is that he is patient. And although we as parents can be impatient with our children, um, it's an act of love to be patient, to, to bring them along. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so when you when you see God, a God of patience, a God of hope, uh, as you're looking at the minor prophets during such a time as COVID, uh, what is what is God speaking in the context of our world um, to you? What are some things that you're you're unearthing and processing? Well, I, I think that it's interest there's some interesting parallels,
1: you know, that I I see in it, you know. And the 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 parallel, the chief one that I see is Israel really didn't listen. And uh, I look at COVID-19 and I ask myself, are we listening? Are we seeking God? You know, and if we are not, and they talk about the new normal, the new normal is not going to be any better than the old normal you know, because we're, we're not tapping into the resource that of the great creator, you know, the heavenly resource. We're not drawn any closer. And so, you know, I, I know you've been uh, using Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Are we seeking God? Or is it just the same old thing over and over? Has it brought about change in our life? Because when I read those minor prophets, you know, the, the, the leadership, people like Josiah, you know, could dictate change, and he did all those reforms, but as soon as he died, what did people do? They went right back. And so, you know, God doesn't look at our external um, practices that we have. He looks at the heart, and uh, it's out of the heart that it flows. Absolutely. Absolutely when I, when I read these minor prophets i I just keep thinking though no, because we've never seen anything like this you know what a what an enemy to fight you know we've been at war and all this but what an enemy and the whole world is invaded and uh, are we even looking to God and a concern I'll tell you Chris that I've recently been thinking about is I don't hear many of our secular leaders, calling us to prayer, you know, um, because in the past, you know, wars and stuff, we need to pray. We need, we need your prayers. And I don't hear that very often, you know, that I can recall. And maybe I'm listening at the wrong times. But we're we're looking, and I said this to the Iron Men this morning because we had our meeting, we zoom online. I said to them, you know, what we're looking to is we're looking to a different God, we're looking to always, always hearing the phrase, science, 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 you know, well, we got to follow the science, we got to do it the science. And I think God gives us that, you know, the science, but there's something higher. And uh, are we saying, you know, let's, let's cry out to God.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I think you're tapping into the fact that God is creator is that he is the one that formed us, that formed the world, that knows all things. And, and um, so often we, we think those just have to stand in opposite uh, arenas with, with God and with science, but he, he uses that. Uh, but you're saying the supreme point is our dependence upon God, is that yeah. are, we, are we kneeling down, are we meeting him in prayer um, and uh, allowing God to be God instead of something God created to be the thing that we worship or go after? yeah
1: yeah yeah you know you know because really in the minor prophets god was calling them to change you know and there was a threat that was there and he kept telling them what was going to happen and the same thing for us are it during this i mean this is we're looking at this week two months you know we came home the weekend i think it was right before the 15th or something of march you know and and here it is. We're approaching May fifteenth. Is there spiritual change taking place in us? Mm-hmm. And uh, we can talk about Israel and all that kind of stuff. But you know, they're there for an example. We got to look at ourselves.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's one of these times where you're saying, are, "Are we looking within? Are we, are we being transformed as individuals?" Because it's easy to point out there of them, um, those people over there but are we humbling ourselves are we repenting and uh you know i'm so thankful that we um you know we as a church we a number of other people jumped right on that second chronicles passage of, of going to repentance and um you know i've said very freely is that i've there were areas in my life i had to repent of um and and really allow god to clean house and and i'm very thankful that um that, you know, expectations and thoughts and things I was, you know, kind of focusing on, um, you know, have been something that God has changed in me. Um, and 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 how does that impact us as followers of Jesus? And it's not about the person next to me, but it's about me. And it's that, that call to repentance personally um, that God's going to do a remarkable work. In, and then it's going to overflow in the family and in the neighborhood, in the community, in the state, in the nation, and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's not about, you know, God fix COVID-19. You know, if you, if you think about what the scripture teaches us, it comes with humility. Mm-hmm. Now, well, what's what's humility? That, well, it's that swallowing of all my pride and all that and saying, God, you know, we are in need of you and we seek him. And, you know, we pray. Well, that's the, the process. And we seek him. But as we get closer, and I've said this from the pulpit many times, you get closer to God, the more we see um, our lack of holiness in our own life, because He's glaringly holy. And so you
0: Absolutely. know, the, the light shines on us. So let's talk about that. Is that the closer we get to God, um, approaching the throne of grace? Uh, what? How have you grown in that area, or what if? maybe some processing, um, of approaching God a, how do you approach God? Um, and, and B, what are some things that you've learned and been learning more and more so uh, about approaching that throne of grace? Well, I think uh,
1: prayer is a fascinating thing. Anybody knows me, knows that I kind of am, you know, like to talk a little bit about that. And I like to, uh, slowly, and I mean, sometimes slowly read books on prayer because, I just don't want to read the book to be through the book or to say, oh, yeah, those are the three or four points. I want to put some of these thoughts into practice to try them out um, about praying because I feel in my entire life, I've only scratched the surface because this is the thing that God has given us to really connect with Him. And so um, I've been in, again, I've told you this, that I've been in Philip Keller's book on uh, prayer. Um, it's been two or three months now, and I pick it up and I read it, and then I practice what he said, so I don't go on. I, I want to learn from that, you know, and uh, because he's quoting some of the great men of God, you know, in that book and their their outlook and how they saw things on prayer. And uh, when you mentioned uh, Craig Rochelle's book, you know, to... The the three points that were in there, you know, search me, break me. That's the scary one. And uh, God doesn't usually use people until they are broken because that brings humility, you know, into, into their life. And then the send me and what is God sending me? And one of the things in my life is, is God sending me to what I think I should be sent to? Or am I willing to do what he wants me to do? because I might be retired from the ministry, but I'm not retired from doing what God wants me to do. You know. And so these are all um, things that I wrestle with you know, on a, on a regular basis. And one of the great things that has really helped me recently is just um, in Philip Keller's book, he spends the whole first portion of it basically talking about the Lord's Prayer. And uh, I've been in, we have a prayer group that meets on Wednesday night now, and I've and, uh, been trying to encourage them to include more praise, more adoration in prayer. And I mean, when, when you think about it, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, our Father, relationship, hallowed be thy name, it, which is praise. And there, we have a relationship with him. Do we praise? Because so often it's, do this do that Um, and then the other side of that praise thing is we don't even come back and say thanks Mm. you know what he does and so you know um, that's one of the key things is seeing God in daily life and being just thankful to him so one of the things I got from Keller's book is I've been trying so much to focus on who God is And to to be able to spend time just setting with him in relationship before we ever get to what my daily needs are. And uh, surrendering the will, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's me. Mm -hmm. You know, am I willing to do
0: that? And uh, so
1: those are all precursors before you ever
0: get to, here's my list. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How have you seen, you mentioned gratitude, is that going back to God after God answers prayer, how have you um, walked in that gratitude and then what is gratitude uh, in prayer? How has it impacted the way you view the world and how you move through the world? Well, you know, I think that's more, we have to
1: be able to see God in things. And that's what, we can go through every, we can go through 24 hours, 48 hours and just take things as they come we recognize that this is part of, this is, can lead me back to God, you know, and I, I was trying to explain to our group on Wednesday night how we have uh, bird feeders um, out around our house and I've, I've always enjoyed that. And this year we've been getting a lot of Orioles, but to think not just about the Oriole and the beauty of it, but to let that go back to the creator of them, what kind of God is that? that makes all these different things, you know, and try to comprehend him and be able to give thanks to him that you, that he, we just don't live in a black and white world. You know, it's, it's a beautiful creation all around us. And so, you know, that, and then in that process, in a way you're saying to God, Hey, thanks, Mm -hmm. you know, thank you God, you know, for this. And so, um, you know, it's it's just had that attitude of the heart and it's something that I'm I'm still working on in my own life. You know, I certainly haven't arrived at all with that, but I'm aware of it and I wanna do it.
0: So So what 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 advice or encouragement would you give to someone listening right now who is at whatever step of prayer with God, whether it's the quick just fire off multiple times during the day, or deep in depth, long prayer, um, what encouragement, what next step encouragement would you give to them to yeah, to really take that next step in prayer?
1: Uh, what I just kind of talked about, I would say, is learn to praise God, you know, to fellowship with God and to appreciate him as a father. See, that's that's one of the things I've been dwelling on a lot is that relationship. What does that mean? You know, you can have the worst father in the world, but I'm telling you what, that's not God. You see, in your own mind, think about what a good father is. And then you start thinking about God. Well, he's the good, good, good father, you know, and how all all that translates into our life. And so that all goes back to this concept of praise when you start thinking about it. It's kind of like uh, every time you go to prayer, it's Father's Day, Mm -hmm. you know, and you want to thank your father for being there mm. with them. So, you know, for me, that's that's really been a helpful thing to do. Is I never jump, try not to jump into prayer. And sometimes I read Psalms, and and read the f- opening verses of Psalms 146, Psalms 147, and it just encourages us to praise God. And it says there, though every day, I will. Mm. And then it goes on to say that I'll never stop. You know, if you read, I think it's Psalms 145, you know, I'm not going to stop. And so often we just don't see that in the church. We don't see it among God's people. What can I give thanks for? You know, you ask that and people just sit and look at you. Well, what does that tell you? Mm -hmm. I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can't think of anything that I'm thankful for. And so it, it, it um, changes your heart
0: in many ways. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Gratitude radically transforms us um, in our relationship with God. It transforms us physically because I think the, the opposite of, of gratitude is really, you know, like a critical spirit is that it's very easy to criticize, very easy to complain. Um, and, and when we're looking at what God is doing in the world around us, Uh, we're much more apt to, to be grateful to him, but also to actively pray for the situations versus just complaining and criticizing. And uh, I think it's a, a real challenge right now for followers of Christ in their witness and in their daily walk is to, um, to trust God, uh, instead of their own wisdom, their own insight, their own, whatever it may be that they're seeing that they may or may not agree with, uh, in the world around us. And so, um, so that gratitude is something that is, is crucial for us as followers of Christ as we go to the Lord in prayer, yep. giving that thanks before, like you said, we have our list of stuff that we want. And that's just like Evan. I love when Evan comes and jumps up on I me and like, I love you, Daddy, and just snuggles. Uh and yeah. you know, versus just dad, I want this, 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 and um, that's exhausting. Um, God listens to both, but the gratitude is huge.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's so often in Last number of years where when I go to God in prayer, in a sense, I do just that. I feel like I crawl up into his lap, you know, and I have said this and I have people look at me strangely, but when I spend time with God and I'm not talking about three or four minutes, I'm not talking about shotgun kind of prayers. I'm talking about going in the closet and shutting the door. I might be 71 years old, but you know what I feel like? I feel like a child. Hmm. And, um, he makes I feel you know that way that um as a child and uh, just that being with being with your father
0: yeah. okay you're gonna have to unpack that a little bit there that's good is that even though you're 71 you feel like a child when you're with God uh, can you unpack that a little bit more uh, that's that's just good well
1: God I mean he makes me feel young he makes me feel um you know you look at a child how many children you know they 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 act like they don't have a care in the world you know that their parents are there to protect them to watch over them they just run around and do what they want to do sometimes stupid things they do you know but there's this freedom in it and when 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 i'm with the lord i realize he's got it all you know he's got it all in control i should say you know and he does have it all but i mean (laughs) He's got it all in control and and it's just the joy and there's a peace over it. When Evan crawls up into your lap, you know what he's experiencing? He's experiencing peace, right. comfort. He's he's with his dad. He's being and to me when when really having that intimate prayer, and that's what God wants. He wants an intimate relationship with us. God does that for me. And not that I don't know things or you know I haven't experienced them. I'm experiencing almost the emotional connect with God, but it's like
0: he's got it. You know, he's there. He's got it. That's beautiful. So the lesson today for us is crawl up on God's lap um, and um, be a part of just that peace, that presence that he has there. yeah, and you know how often
1: that's why, you know, does Evan crawl up in your lap and constantly ask you things or sometimes you just want to sit there and snuggle, mm-hmm. you know, with you? And and that's really that's when you're having that intimate things, you know, just be quiet, just be quiet and snuggle with the Lord, you know, and I mean, sometimes purposely not going into all the questions, all the requests. You know, I, I just love you, God, mm-hmm. you know, and so.
0: Um that's developing intimacy with them. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, forgive me for just waving there. The the Popavitz is just walked by, so I'll say hi to the Popovitz is on here as well. So uh, <laughs> walk by the window over there. Um so I saw one of your kids post that four years ago yesterday oh. you had open heart surgery. Yeah. That is a life changer in the building up to it, into having the surgery and the recovery. Uh, I'm sure prayer wraps into the question that I'm going to ask you, but how has the last four years changed you since that surgery?
1: I think I probably realized the frailty of life, Hmm. you know, that. Um, And I'm thankful more every day for life that, you know, because, you know, you know that they told me that I probably lived two years maximum. And so it's been four, you know, and so it's more of an appreciation for the way God blesses me in so many ways. And even looking back to that, I see God's hand in it because One of the great burdens I carried for a lot of years was the church. And, uh, you know, what is going to happen to it? We don't belong to a denomination. Who's going to take it? Um, Will they destroy it? Because that happens and change a pastor at times. You know, they come in and they don't really know the ministry. And uh, just having you there was such, it was like, well, God's in control. You know, the church is in good hands. The so people know you, you know, and stuff. And it's not going to be a shocker. And it gave me a little extra time to recover. You know, I didn't have to go right back at things. And so, but through over the last four years, it's just a, an appreciation for life, you know, and the blessings of God in life. So, I love I love Family Bible Church. I mean, I spent half my life there and uh you know i love the people there so i have really special feelings towards a lot of them yeah. you
0: you've said that you know the the entire time i've i've been there at the church and um i'm just starting to understand i think a percentage of what you just expressed is that you know from its earliest days to the to now is that your love increases just like a you know a father to a child and um i'm starting to understand that more and more the the longer that i'm there and and even this season right now with this gap with this distance makes me appreciate the church the people that much more and uh, spending time with them and, and even like the quick hellos of just people walking by is that it's meaningful connection and so thank you for all that you've put into it, the prayer, the effort, the tears, the sweat, the frustration, the joys, the, um, you know, people will never, ever know. I will never, never know the full extent of um, what God did in you and through you. And all glory goes to God. Um, But I say on behalf of our church, um, past, present, and future, thank you so much.
1: Well, I'm glad you said all glory goes to God, because I sometimes wonder, You know, we survived, we made it through, and I know it was the Lord. It was the Lord. And, hey, I've even (laughs) looked back over some of the things we were going to do that God kept us from. I know it's the Lord. And we've talked about those times in the past, you and I, you know, and we were ready to make the move. And all of a sudden something happens. You're kind of in that situation right now. And, you know, and God kept us. He, He kept us. You know, and so that's just trusting in him. And there again, he's our father.
0: He knows what's best. Absolutely, I think back to the Israelites who you know, would set these monuments along the way, and you know whether they traveled or they saw them again, is that they were reminders of God's faithfulness. And many of those moments that you just talked about are those um, that really help shape and guide our future as we make decisions, as we pray, as we take steps of, oh yeah, I remember how God did this. I remember the decision here, or just wait. And I have to tell you, I've told other people is that probably one of the biggest frustrations I had starting as youth pastor and growing up was how patient you were in prayer and how you waited and you just um, you know, contemplated and discussed and prayed. It would take forever for a decision to be made and um, how I replicate that. And I know I frustrate our staff sometimes with that. Uh, but uh, but there's such wisdom in it and so uh, so thank you for that patience and that example uh, in the past uh, because it's put us in the place where we're at today well you know what Isaiah said they that wait upon the Lord rise up you know and when
1: I've told you this so many times in the past what we do is we run ahead of God and then our prayer life consists of God get me out of the mess I got myself into you know oh. and so God lead you and guide you you know
0: Yes, yes. Much Yeah. Much better to be in step or just that step right behind. Uh, yeah. Than, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. When people talk about God's speed, they tend to think in their mind about really fast. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think God's speed is walk slowly with me, mm-hmm. you know, not the speed of light and, and things. And so that
0: way we He can give us the wisdom and the understanding that we need. Absolutely. It's like where we started the conversation with the prophets is that, you know, and God being a patient God, a God that over a long period of time, and um, you know, even as we're going to look at the book of Haggai on Sunday, is that the people had returned and, you know, Haggai's message was, okay, are you going to build the temple or are you just going to focus on yourself? And that was, you know, about 70 years after the, the exile and people had been there for a while. And so um, that that there is a patience with God, which I'm very thankful for personally. So that takes us back to another subject too.
1: When we come out of this experience that we're in right now, are we gonna be like we were before? You see, or are we spiritually I'm talking about? This is a time when we, there can be some spiritual change in us and some spiritual hunger generated in us, or are we just not maybe going to work or whatever, and life is the same, you know, um, I just think that's why I said, you know, well, our new normal that they talk about be just like our old normal spiritually. And I don't think that's so good. Mm-mm. The What does Peter say in 2 Peter 3.18? But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord, you know, and um, him be the glory both now and forever. You know, so. There should be, this is a time really where there should be some real growth going on spiritually in our life. Because this is really, I mean, the, the soil is being turned around us like never before.
0: Absolutely. For for our own change and then what flows out of us into other people. And yeah. yep. uh, there's no reason for us to be shy with belief with who Jesus is, is it's a time for loving, care, and kindness in, in sharing Jesus with those around us, whether it's family or friends and people are hungry. And Mm -hmm. we keep pointing back to on Sundays, the people who are joining us that there's some Sundays I'm like, that is amazing. Um, I don't think this person would have ever set foot in our, our, our church doors, Um, But here they are listening, and and that's your neighbors, that's your friends, that's your family um, that's hungry. And so we have a great opportunity uh, to share Jesus and share Jesus clearly. Yeah. Well, um, amazingly, 40 minutes has gone by already, and uh, (laughs) time has flown, and uh, and hopefully it feels the same way for everyone that's uh, been watching there. I just had a number of people join us. Um, so we're gonna have you pray for us as we wrap up in just a moment. But I wonder, um, as you look back at your 71 years, what is the greatest piece of advice or encouragement um that you have ever received in your lifetime?
1: That is so tough, you know, because without really contemplating that, because so many people have poured into my life. over the years and
0: so i don't know if
1: i can say what is the greatest
0: you know so let so let let me rephrase that let me off the hook on that one all right let me rephrase this um what is um a piece of wisdom that was spoken into your life um by someone um influential someone that really cared for you um that has helped shape you um into who you are today or maybe even speak of that person in a way they shaped you. Uh, <laughs> I probably didn't make it any easier, did I?
1: Yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> you know, my memory doesn't work as well at seventy-one. <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, I, I have to think of probably my partner, and that's Pam. And uh, she has stood by me, has shared things with me at times, talked to me. You probably get the same thing from Joanna. She completes me. I, if there's one instance, I don't know what it is, but in life, um, I've had people, you know, speak to me and share things with me that really stopped me, make stopped me, and uh, made me think about situations and stuff. I've learned so much from people, so much from people. But she's been the great influence in my life, and so uh, well, I wouldn't want to get off this, you know, without saying, you know, thank you to her. And I thank the Lord that He has given me her, and He sustains us to this point in life. And uh, we were married 45 years this year, and uh, so um, and we got to celebrate our anniversary at home. Because of COVID-19. <laughs> so, so anyhow, uh, and is there just one thing she's said to me? I couldn't put my finger on it because there's been many things where she's counseled me on things. And so But on the, on the other side of that, too, is I really feel that God, and I'm, I'm just not trying to throw out an empty compliment here, but I learned a lot from you, too. And uh, when you were associate pastor, and we walked through things and the struggles at times, because I remember you coming in, the, uh, in my office and asked me what you were supposed to do as an associate pastor. And I said, I don't know. <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> so true.
1: I never had one. You know, I said, I never had one. I never was one. So I don't know what an associate pastor is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I found something to do. So.
1: Yeah, you did in the beginning. <laughs> So, but we learned a lot Mm -hmm. together. And that's what I like was that we learned together.
0: Hmm. I appreciate that. And yeah, that was uh, such a transformational time for me is that um, I, I, (laughs) I, this is never the path I thought that I would have taken in life. And it's probably the, the shortest way I could say it. And I appreciate the fact that you've been along throughout just saying, continue to walk forward, continue to walk towards God. Um, see that open door that he has for you and keep walking. And so I appreciate um, that time and the encouragement and um, yeah, treasure those years in a a big, big way and treasure the years ahead too. So, um, so I'm thankful that you're still a huge part of the church. Um, The church is very thankful for you. The church knows who you are. Um, They appreciate you. And I promise you that. Uh, And so uh, the, um, the amount of love for both you and Pam uh, is, is huge And so, um, so please don't ever doubt that.
1: You have, you have so many new people in the church that I think that, you know, they don't know, they don't know me, you know, and stuff. And so, but I do appreciate how the church and the church board and you honor, you know, what we did there. And, uh, I think it's God honoring as well. So I, you know, Chris, can I say one last thing before I pray? Absolutely. You know, this is a time when I hear people talking about, well, the church needs revival. And and a lot of times I've asked myself, what is revival? What are you looking for, God? I can remember kneeling in front of the church and crying out to God and asking him that, you know, what, what does that look like? And I've come to realize they were, you know, and some people call revival meetings. Revival is not worshiping as a group and raising our hands and being all excited, it's not on fire messages. Those are just stimulus for what real revival is. You know, real revival is life change. And uh, that I am walking more like Jesus would have me walk. That's revival. And uh, um, letting the spirit live in me, and to live out through me. And uh, I think that's, when we look at the church today, You know, does the church need that, you know, revival? And I think we need it every day. But, you know, do we need that revival in our life? So that's what I would say. If anybody's still listening, you know.
0: uh, Amen. Well said. So would you you pray for us? And then I'll have a comment or two and uh, we'll be done. All right. Dear Lord, you are a
1: gracious, loving God. Lord, our words are so small Mm. that we cannot begin, Lord, to give you what you deserve, the praise that you deserve. When I think of your mercy that you bestow upon us, the grace that we walk in, Lord, we are truly a blessed family. Your children, Lord, we thank you, God, for the wonderful way you created us and that you are God of relationship. That uh, Jesus taught us to pray. Use that word, Father, Lord. It means relationship. And uh, Lord, thank you that uh, we have you in our life and we can relate to you. And thank you that you gave us brothers and sisters to encourage us and to strengthen us here on this earth as well. So I would pray God for us, all of us, Lord, that we would be more like You, that we would have Your heart, we would have Your mind as You have revealed it to us in Your Word, that we would be overflowing with Your Spirit, and Lord, that we would be that Your grace, Lord, just overflowing in a, in a society in a world today that needs to see grace, not judgment. They need grace, and so. Lord, uh, thank you, because it's possible with you. Thank you for the blessings of this very day. So I pray, God, your anointing to be upon Pastor Chris, the staff at the church, Lord, those who volunteer, those who give their time in so many different ways, God, that they would just feel the joy of the Lord and uh, in what they do. And uh, so God, in inspire, and enlightened, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. I want to say thank you to everyone who uh, tuned in, who watched uh, part of it, the whole thing, whatever it may be. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank, Pastor. Once again, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you being here. Well, this is episode one of Voices. Uh, we made it through. Uh, I don't think we scared people away. So. Uh, there should be an episode two, And so um, next week, Tuesday at three o'clock, we're going to be back on for episode two and uh, Lori Kraft is going to be on here. And uh, if you don't know Lori, you're going to get a chance to know Lori. She is um, a mother, a wife. Uh, uh, she leads our group, the gathering. Uh, she's a life coach and has a passion for really helping people um, find just hope and healing. And uh, so I appreciate her heart with that. So, so she's going to be on with us next week and then tomorrow at three o'clock. Uh, John and Angela will be on for worship Wednesday, so make sure that you gather for worship. So, Pastor, oh, and one last thing.
1: Yeah, if people would like to gather for prayer, we have a prayer group on Wednesday night that zooms together. Zoom is not that hard. And uh, if, if I just send me a note, get a hold of me, get a hold of you, you can tell me who it is, give me an email address, and we'll send them an invitation. But we try to meet from six thirty to seven thirty every Wednesday night because there's something really special about coming in unity, community in prayer. And uh, God created the church for just such a thing.
0: So just want to give that a little plug there. Excellent. Thank you so much.